I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Pete, we are back for season two of When East Meets West. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hi. Needed so, the break. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I certainly did. I'm I did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe our listeners did too. I'm, oh, I, I know, know that they did because I feel like that everybody needs a break right now. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs a break. And, yeah. you know, um, we made it to 2021. Uh, we've got a new uh, administration. We There is a, a shifting uh, of things happening, um, even though obviously we're still uh, struggling quite a bit, um, you know, of course, with the pandemic, and and so today, because of that, we we actually want to talk about change. You know, we've done we've done two episodes on acceptance um, uh, back in season one, and you know, we wanted to make sure that uh, we talked about change is you know the other side of this really common dialectic acceptance. Well, and change. people are petrified of change. I it's mean, a strong yeah. word, but I think it's true. Like I, you know, there's this yeah. belief that. Many of us do not accept and or like change. What's that yeah. about? <laughs> well, it's funny because I was thinking as soon as you said that, I'm like, that's true. And Man. people also desperately want it at the same time, you know? So yeah. it's, there's like such a dichotomy. I think, you oh, know, yeah. right? That I think that the reason people don't like it while they want it at the same time is because um, change is inherently uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, because even if, so I, I in light of 2021 and uh-huh. the shift of a presidential mm-hmm. administration, I think mm-hmm. what we're saying is there were there was a group about 58 million or 50 percent or 51 or two percent of the American population. Oh, that, oh seven, 70. Uh, you mean who voted for? Trump? Oh yeah, was, was it that, that high? I forget. 70. Yeah. So it was 74 million. 74 yeah. million. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but like 50, whatever, 50, little over 50 percent. Right, wanting uh, wanting change, but then the other, you know, it's 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 important to be mindful that there was another group that really didn't want change, and inevitably, it's because you don't know what you're going to get in a way. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's part of what why people have such angst around change is because you it's unknown. Right, right, and well, I I agree with that a hundred percent. I also think it's just because the actual process of changing of growth is in and in and of itself painful and, yeah. and uncomfortable. Like the, I often um, make the joke with patients. Obviously, you know, for our non-friends listeners that don't know me personally, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm extremely short. I'm a very petite uh, person, uh, and so I make the joke to people. I'll say, you know. Uh, I did experience growing pains as a child. Might not look like <laughs> I it. Like one, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I might not look like it, but I did. And I have such a um, like a, a vivid memory of like my shins really like hurting in the night. Yeah. And yeah. and I when I was probably like seven or something. And and I said it's because growth is literally painful. Change That's is literally right. painful. And you know, like especially we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's very very American uh, cultural thing to like want the change without the discomfort. Yes. You know, it's like, let's just get well, to it. Let's feel what people, good. What do people do, right? They use substances. They, mm-hmm. you know, I think social media is a big piece of the avoidance right now because mm-hmm. you can just get into this rabbit hole of scrolling, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a deflection and, and it's a distraction technique that takes away from some of the mm-hmm. pain that we're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so I think, you know, <laughs> of course, sorry, everyone listening. Of course, acceptance is still part of the conversation here, right? Oh, yeah. Because, because that, in order to change and we want things to change, it also 
requires first accepting what's going on. And I think that's so relevant to what's happening right now that, you know, I've had been having conversations uh, with patients a lot lately where, you know, like in this energy of shifting, you know, I've like people, you know, especially some people are getting vaccinated. I've had a lot of people say to me, yeah, I mean, I wanted to start like planning a trip and like, you know, I want to start and I'll say, you know, like I want us to connect with this energy of change and I want us to also be where we're at. Right. And I think like, that's such a hard thing. I mean, have you been experiencing that too? Like, I don't know, not just clinically, but maybe like people in your life, has anybody sort of having trouble sort of, um, you know, walking that middle path here? Yeah. Well, and middle path is something that we teach and we've talked about a lot here. So that's where clinically we would come in and certainly that's where East meets West mm-hmm, <laughs> because yeah, there we go. <laughs> hey, hey, good but title. Un- but un- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the truth because the idea is this behavioral change that we would study in Western behavioral science links this idea of middle path, which is an Eastern philosophical principle. And one that says that really nothing's black and white. Mm-hmm. So what I often do in session is, or just with teams I'm working with is I, nickels work good for this. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like how many sides to this coin? And everyone's like two, it's two sides to a coin. Mm-hmm. Cause you flip mm-hmm. it, it's heads and tail. Mm-hmm. And then I'll stand it up along the thick side of the nickel and be like, Nope, gotcha. There's three. And then you drop the mic and walk out. Hey, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's middle path. How do we find that? How do we find this this idea that like nothing is one or the other? Frankly, and that's part of what's been going on in our other episodes in season one about mm-hmm. polarization. Mm-hmm. This idea that it's not just Republican, Democrat, black and white, right and no. lefty. You know, and I think that that's really a part of change is us having to rewrite this narrative that it's not an us and them. And this is where I can get very Correct. preachy. So stop me, stop no, me, Doctor. No, no, I don't think you're getting preachy. I think that that that's the point. Is like, if we want, if we want change, in whatever it is, it could be yeah. change on a micro level, right? Just with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It could be change on a macro level, like systemically, right? In our political system and climate, you know, the world. I mean, we could get we get really macro, really big here. If we want change, we have to be willing to let go of righteousness. We have yes. to let go of, of black and white thinking. We have to cultivate curiosity and, and this, and you know, I'll said it once, I'll say it a million more times here, a, a willingness to step into discomfort because it yeah. comes out like there's no change. There's no growth. There's no evolution without being uncomfortable. And I think as humans, it's just like, that is forever just such a hard thing to accept. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like change. So <laughs> yeah. I, well, because, and, well, because you're practiced with, you're practiced with being uncomfortable. Like you've seen the other side. Right. But, but yeah. I'll say, cause I know you very well. You, you don't, you don't enjoy being uncomfortable. Right. No. You're just, you're like, just like, yeah, but I'm willing to do it because it's aligned with my values. And I know exactly. that it's worth like what comes what comes through, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think we could, listeners could practice small aspects of change. So things mm-hmm. like just rearrange your room. Or like rearrange a shelf. Sure, you know, sure, like those sure. are really yeah. small, accessible things that we can practice with. Because all of this is about practice. Yeah. Right. We don't just open up, like we don't just sit on a cushion and meditate and all of a sudden mm-hmm. everything's better. Nope. You know, we don't just go to one therapy session, and all of a sudden life is more clear. You know, and unfortunately, so, it's not it's not magic as nice. I, I it yeah. It'd be very boring, honestly. I well, be. I would find something to fill the time with. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, like watch a lot of good shows and, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, we could talk about those in a different episode. Maybe. Yeah. We, we'll we some, could. There's been some really good ones. I mean, there, there has, there has, well, no, I like, <laughs> we really could do another episode on that. We, um, well, we probably should. We probably should. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I like that Pete because, um, yeah, it's starting small, like to connect with, um, you know, not just what feels good in terms of the accomplishment of, of things, uh, uh, being different though. I think what you're highlighting here is like when you start small, if it's like rearranging a shelf, for example, it's like the practice to like do something that takes effort. Right. Like, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, I also like to joke, uh, in therapy with people, I'll say like, look, I was like, I'm a therapy. I joke in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. I, yeah. Uh, I joke in therapy. Um, you know, I'll say to people all the time, I'm like, look, I'm a, I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist. I'm like, I freaking love change. Why do you think I became a CBT therapist? Like I like to change. Like, you know, that is, um, that's why I got into this work. I want to help people change, change their lives, you know? And in order for that to happen, it's, it's going to take, again, back to, sorry, back to acceptance, right? Like it requires slowing down. It requires practice. It requires, um, willingness here. Um, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, beating a dead horse here with this, but no. it's like, I feel like it can't be said enough times. Kind it of, can't. You know? Well, and, and I'll, I'll just bring in some of the Eastern stuff. So yeah, I think please, yeah. if, if, if the big, the biggest teaching within Buddhism of change is impermanence, mm. this idea that nothing is forever. Mm-hmm. So we don't, and I think that's part of why I embrace change mm-hmm. because one of the main like fundamental teachings is that nothing is forever. Right. And we know that in Western behaviorism, it's about like this emotion that we're trying to escape won't last forever. Mm-hmm. This, you know, whatever, fill in the blank that nothing is forever. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. acceptance. Yes. But what we're talking right. about now is, is, it's, is and that. It's, it's, well, they're, they're, inherent, they're inherently they're linked, inherent. right? They're inherently linked. So what I was just thinking is like, we're almost, when we say change, we're really thinking about the behavioral. Like we're actually yeah. like measuring the behavior because- Yes, acceptance is 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 a behavior as well. Sure, it's it's just less tangible. Yeah, because it's it's as we've said before, it's covert. You can't covert. see it. You're doing right. inside your body, though. Right. Overt change is something. Yeah, we just can redecorating my shelf, or sure, or like you know, not, um, you know, going, not not raising your voice with your partner as right. much, right, or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Going to the gym to lose ten pounds, or mm-hmm. some yes. change that I'm trying, you know. That I'm trying to that I'm trying to commit to. So impermanence is this idea that like nothing's forever. Mm-hmm. So so we embrace that. And th- and then like a second piece I would add is that in it in some of the like Buddhist teachings, it's about insight. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like this whole idea of like nirvana mm-hmm. or enlightenment. That's like mm-hmm. the fourth noble truth. But what what the the teaching there with insight is that nothing is inherently fixed. Mm. Say so, more about that because I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna say I'm liking the vibes of where this is going, but I, I can imagine people listening going like, what the, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So nothing is inherently fixed. So, it, so one thing I think about a lot in my own sitting is like all of these accolades that we that we work towards and mm-hmm. strive for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a doctorate, for example. Let's throw sure. that out there, right? Yeah. Like a, I think three percent of the population get a doctorate. So. Maybe I'm wrong, but who cares? They used to like that. <laughs> so that actually doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's not fixed because when I die, nothing happens with my doctorate. Right. Yes. It, it, when I'm yes. no longer here. Yep. 
Like, so all of that suffering that I put in mm-hmm. to that degree, which there was mm-hmm. a lot, we should do an episode <laughs> on that. <laughs> Just us complaining about how hard yeah. it was to become a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone would love that episode. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Almost as good as our last one where we were trying to review and set goals for this year. But hey. Exactly. They were like, lot, lot, I'm sure we lost some listeners from that one. Yeah. Anyway, well, okay, at least going. my mom is still there, but okay, go ahead. Um, so, so, yeah, nothing is inherently fixed. And so- okay whatever we've earned, or even like, let's just say like a parenting title, right? Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes think people think their children are their legacy, for example. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, that's why they put so much anxiety into parenting, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And, and and then you could be the best parent in the world and your kids hate you, you know, or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like they, they you know, and I, I don't mean light of this, but like, or they develop some severe pathology or right. a substance use disorder, right. you know, or they become the president. Like, who knows what that path means? Mm-hmm. But the idea of that nothing is inherently fixed is this idea of like gaining insight into that allows for really stepping into change. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's such did, a. Um, did I clarify? No, it, you did. No, it's. I, I, no, you did. I. I think it's such an important point. It's like, it, it's back to like, <laughs> you're gonna laugh when I say this. It's like nothing's perfect, right? That's like right. When I say, like, and and. What's so hard about being a person is our wiring makes us continue to buy into this illusion that we can fix things, we can make things perfect, we right. can achieve like a, a life without difficulty or struggle or discomfort. And, you know, I think what you're really highlighting is the insight into radically accepting that that's, that's not possible. And, and then the impermanence is like, and everything is always changing everything. and that's, and even if we don't like it, even if we, you know, think we're resisting it, yeah. we're not because right. every, every moment is fresh. Something, yeah. I mean, I always think of, um, like the, I, I think I want to say, like, I learned it from you, uh, Pete, at some point, I think it's a Buddhist teaching, correct me if I'm wrong, of like the idea of like, if you go look at the ocean, like it's never the same ocean. Yeah. Like it's right. Isn't there some saying around that? Like, it's never like, it's never the same place twice. Like you go yeah, to it, well, the river it, or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. ever, it's, it's some, the, the, the molecule yeah. it's, and, and it's yeah. like the molecules, everything, it's literally different. Like it's yeah. never, nothing's ever the same ever. Right. Well, waves come in, waves go out, type of thing. So the or even our the bodies, like our we're constant, our cells are constantly we're shutting. Yeah. Everything's and, changing, and what, everything's changing. And what is your body? You know, and that's where this gets to a higher level of philosophy of like, what is it anyway? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want listeners, because for me, that's where this bridge occurs between East and West. Of mm-hmm. like, what's your purpose? We talk about values. Yes. What is all the suffering about? And that's really what I try and help people put meaning to mm-hmm. because we are going to suffer because that's yes. the first noble truth. Yep. Uh, everyone does. Uh, I've, I've yet to meet anyone who doesn't. Have you? Mm-hmm. No, that's, no. I think it's, that's what I say. It's well, like people are rich. People don't suffer though, Nikki. <laughs> no, no. Money buys happiness. That's well, the joke. Yeah. It's not true guys. It's not true. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, true. because people think that's, you know, I think that's where the general population that's, believe well, that that's the case. Well, that's, that goes back to what you just said though. It's like, nothing is fixed. It's like, there's always something that we could slap a label on and say, well, they fixed it. They fixed it with money. They yeah. fixed it with fame. They fixed it with getting married. They fixed yeah. it with, you know, living in uh, like this kind of house or whatever. Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, no. like. It, it all followed them. Like that's that's why John Cabot's in one of his first books. Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, my favorite you know, title of a book ever. It really is. It's like yeah. it, because it's the best. It really encompasses mindfulness and the work that we're doing in the probably yeah. most accurate way. Mm-hmm. Because no matter how far, like how hard we try and escape, no matter how much money we try and throw at it, 
right? No matter what we try and do in that regard, no matter, we're still there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still with ourselves. So our, our, our personality, our story about ourselves, our story about our suffering, mm-hmm. that, that follows us. Mm-hmm. And so that's why within like Zen tradition, we spend the time on the cushion. We do it in isolation. Mm-hmm. We do it in, in, in quiet, mm-hmm. you know, because in that is where it's loud. And that's the insight piece. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the insight that we gain so that we can really step into the change that nothing is inherently fixed. Well, and then I think what I would add or not add, but I don't know what I'm taking from this. It's like what I, when, when we're able to do that, then we can be free Yes, like, and we can feel freedom because I, like that. Ooh, I got the chills, I think. Ooh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Words are powerful. Yeah, um, they you, are. You know, it's also very cold on the East Coast right now. So you uh. might, you might <laughs> be cold. That's maybe where the chills are coming from. But yeah. And I think that for me, it's like, I remember just, I, again, I don't remember like exa- exactly when in my, my own development th- that happened, but I remember the experience of when that finally, I finally connected with that, that when, when you stop fighting the change, when you yeah. start accepting it, when you recognize the impermanence that it's cause, cause I, I was thinking as you were talking, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that st- are becoming uh, either hopeless in hearing that, you know, wherever you go, there you are, that you carry all that or feeling afraid of that. Yeah. It's like, no, when you really make space for that, there's such a there's such a a liberating it's such a freedom because it's like it's back to like and here all roads lead to mindfulness it's like yeah. because we're only in this moment like that's it yeah and i think people believe that if they just accept mediocrity or like something that's not pleasant that then they are like um succumbing but, to failure well that means because then that's where it's the belief of like if i accept then i can't change that's and right what we're really saying is like no, no, those things go together. They, That's right. like, Once you accept, you can commit better to change with 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 better insight. I mean, I feel like that is really the Buddhist teaching there about mm-hmm. the that nothing's fixed is that we have to have insight into that. You have to accept that yes. Yes. before you can actually take the step of change. Well, right, because if you don't have the insight, you're going to continue to buy into the into the fairy tale that there's there's a way out of suffering. There's right. a way out of pain. It's like no, there's not. This is this is built into this. I mean, obviously, this is where we could cross into you know spiritual meaning of things. It's like yeah. you know, like because that is you know some believe that's why we're here is to learn to yeah. and and as we, you know to link it back to how we started this this episode is that we can't learn, we can't grow without without discomfort, right? Without being uncomfortable. Might we share an example of our own change? Dare I mean, dare dare we? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm like, I'm just, there's like so, so many, so many things I've, uh, you know, had to work on for myself and, and, uh, and worked on and continue to work on. I'm trying to, cause I'm on the spot a little. I'm, I'm what, <laughs> well, because I'm, so, so much for our new year's resolution of, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, mine, well, yours, not yours, mine. mine. I was, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, my yeah. new year's resolution of yes. preparation. Yes. Um, well, I just thought have, about, yeah, I just thought about it and I thought about the question. I don't necessarily have an answer. So maybe that's like a cliffhanger mm-hmm. we have for another mm-hmm. episode because, mm-hmm. you know, again, I think for me right now, I'm thinking about like how much do I share versus not sharing. Um, but I guess an easy change thing for me was my first step to meditate. Mm-hmm. Easy story to tell, not process. Right. Because, so what I'll say is like, this was very uncomfortable. I was, you know, I, I started to find it during like competition. Mm-hmm. It was like looking for something to come, you know, and so working with athletes now, like I recognize that some of us need to listen to like Rocky or like heavy metal to get going <laughs> and other people sure. need like Enigma. Right. Which, like, and I needed more like, a, I needed like 
chill liquid mind yeah yeah uh-huh. because i got so revved up myself mm-hmm. and uh so i i started to find like tibetan literature and started to read some of that anyway i found my way to my you know current teacher and um you know getting there was hard because it was like the idea of sitting for like an hour Mm-hmm. was like, oh, wait, how am I going to stay in this place for an hour? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that that was like the best example of change, but one that I'm so thankful that I did um, and now has had a tremendous impact on my life. You know, it, and it took that discomfort of like, I remember some of the first times sitting where I was like, I can't wait to get out of here. Of course. I would of find course. the clock somewhere in the Zendo to see like what it would take to get out. Yeah. It's like that itchy feeling, you totally. know, it's like you're coming on your skin. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and I'll follow, I mean, I'll, it's, it's not unrelated. My, my example of change, which I feel very comfortable sharing because it's something, something I'm open with. It's like mine has been really, it's so what I was saying about the freedom. It's like this letting go of trying to problem solve what's going to happen, Yeah. you know, um, which is obviously a common thing all humans do. And I definitely, um, you know, was in the category of people that really held tight to that, especially when I was younger or like in my twenties. Um, and it's something that I, you know, I've really worked on and, and mindful practice has been Mm -hmm. (laughs) an essential component of that. Um, though I will, I will say that like, that's, what's connected me with this fun, like that sense of freedom, you know, is being able to let go of that. Um, so look, I think, um, for our listeners, I want everyone to just See if they can start from a place of, and here's the dialectic coming, uh, <laughs> you know, beginning. Our first to, one for 2021. Yeah, right. <laughs> Woo! Uh, beginning to practice accepting that change is a part of our lives. It's constant. And the more space that we make for that, the more freedom you open up for yourself. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.